Welcome everybody out there to the internet. Oh, you're already on the internet. I don't need to welcome you. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. This is episode 73 of Sis and Big Pops Culture. Woo! As always, I am Big Pops Todd Turner Mosaic Fan Art. And I am Sis, aka Hannah Joe, and together we're an adult daughter and father duo. We dive into all things geek, nerd, and fandom. Every episode is family friendly. right folks you can have your family and be friendly mm-hmm. both, both at the same time we had, had some minor technical difficulties getting this podcast underway but today we are live and in color that's right that's right so and if you are listening to ear balls yes or your eyeballs if you so those of you listening to it on the podcast we do uh, record this live on uh, facebook and you're more than welcome to join in anyway hannah tell everybody what we do here well, we are going to start with some nerd news. We're going to chitter chat about what we've been watching. We're going to review um, Pops's pull list as well as talk about um, a Nightwing comic and one of my favorite movies from childhood, Barbie, Princess and the Popper. All right. That's a lot. Yeah. So first off yes. is... Nerd news. Bum, bum, bum. Yeah, it's more wall law tr- than anything else. I'm going to try like- to do mostly um, comic book related nerd news because there's so much nerd news out there. I feel like we get bogged down on nerd news that I really don't care about. So well, can I, I tell you about. some nerd news about the writer strike and the writers and actors strike before we get started? Sure, go ahead. With I'm your listening. comic book news. So, A24, the studio that made um, Everything Everywhere All at Once. Yes. They are allowed to begin production again. They have agreed to the terms of the Writers and Actors Guild. And so, A24 is, from what I know, one of the only few places that are allowed to continue with work. Okay, I also saw... So, Kevin Smith is filming he so he must have done something too then well the chosen is filming too the chosen got permission as well from the actors in the writers guild to continue all right so, so a couple of these people still are the big ones haven't like no and i saw where one Amazon, of them said we're Disney. actually saving money the strike is saving them so much money well we'll see what happens when um there's so much that has been frozen or have been pushed back. Um, they're not thinking that Stranger Things is going to even be started as to start filming until 2027. So here, what you know what happens when people don't go to see movies or see new shows? What do they do? They watch old stuff. Which is still streaming. Well, I, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see you what happens. You think people are going to stop watching old shows? No, but... I like, we haven't, we've been just watching DVDs. Oh, well. We've been watching a lot of DVDs recently. I guess there's not really a show that I'm interested in, except for, you know, I guess there are a couple, but we can talk about that later. So, yeah. But I thought that was interesting. Um, The Handmaid's Tale has been um, 
has been frozen. Euphoria has been frozen. Stranger Things have been frozen. All are kind of like big name brand, like big shows for a bunch of different, like bunch of different streaming platforms. So interesting. I don't watch any of those. But I watch Stranger Things. The rest of them are. Yeah, I watched the first two and that's it. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, season three was better the second time around. I just watched the first episode. That was as far as I got. It was better the second time around. Um, Um, Lots of horror movies coming out. Oh, yeah? Like like what? Just a lot of them. I'm not a horror movie girly. Um, My husband is a horror movie guy because if I'm a girly, I don't know, a, a horror movie person, he loves them. He he loves the spook. To him, I, I think he just likes guessing what's going to happen next. I did see where Five Nights at Freddy's is three hours long. I wrote Longer that than down. Oppenheimer. Three hours long. <laughs> Here's what it's not going to be, Willy's Wonderland. No, I bet you Josh Hutcherson actually speaks. He's, Isn't that who's in it? He's the star. No, it's one of the Sprouse boys. No, 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 no. It's, it's one of the, the Sprouse dude twins. From, no, I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm from, from Tribute. I, I volunteer for Tribute. It's him from Kentucky. I am pretty sure it's one of the Sprouse. I totally disagree. Google it up, girl. You're right, and I'm wrong. I apologize. I yeah. apologize. He brings his daughter to work. He so brings his daughter. Do- I, I, here's the thing. I pulled up the trailer because Trevin was like, Five Nights at Freddy's. And I'm like, oh, I used to watch Markiplier play Five Nights at Freddy's on YouTube. Like, I love. That's hilarious. Five Nights at, I've watched him play all of them. <laughs> I'm a fan <laughs> of Five Nights at Freddy's. I would not play the game myself, but I enjoy watching other people play the game. Gotcha. Um, but he walks in with his daughter and I'm like, turn yeah. it off. I'm out. I'm not watching this trailer. I'm not watching this poor, oh, well. sweet child. I'm not watching it. Is she going to be the only one who walks away from it? I hope not. I know. That's you can't so, I mean, win. Like, there are people has, that have won the game. Like, you were cap- oh. You can. Oh, I, I don't know. So, I just know it's, you know, bad Chuck E. Cheese. And it's five it nights. So, he's going to make it at least to the fifth night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, you go three hours long. It'll be like Lord of the Rings. But Friday nights at Freddy's. Yeah. Those are all, that's all of my news. Okay. Well, I've got a couple things. Deadpool three, the villain. Okay. What is it? Cassandra Nova. Do you have any idea who that is? No. Are you ready for this? This is a deep dive into some of the most bizarre X-Men, uh, lore there is okay so they introduced this character called cassandra nova who is professor x's twin that he strangles in the womb because he's a sentient being who can do that when he's i mean he probably was so the daughter the his sister gets reabsorbed oh no and then waits till the perfect time to split off from him and become another and and her deal is she kills mutants or whatever. No. Yeah. So hate it. Yeah. Uh, so and Curse. it's played by some girl who I don't even know who it is. Oh, it's Emma Corrin. She was Princess Die in the Crown. Oh yeah, she was great so, as Princess Die in the Crown. So good. Yeah. So this wait is the young be, one or the older the, the young, young die one. or old die? Young woman. 
She's young. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's very young. Um, so I'm just doing all this comic book news. How about this one? Uh, we had talked before that Adam Driver was going to be Mr. Fantastic and Margot Robbie was going to be Sue Stormwell. Neither of those are true. Well, the the girl from, again, another crown, another lady yeah, from yes. the crown. She played Princess Margaret in the crown. Uh-huh. Her name is Vanessa Kirby. She is Sue Storm. And they say they have casted their, they've casted everyone. They've casted uh, a Latino either as Galactus or as cool. Ben Grimm. We don't know yet. I'm sick. I'm oh, no. down for Or either. a Silver Surfer. Okay. Or a Silver Surfer. Right on. So, yeah. Thought that was cool. Um, do you remember us talking about the uh, Magic the Gathering card that was the one ring card? Yes. Post, Mal- Post Malone? Yes. Post Malone bought it for $2.6 million. Good for the man that sold that card, honestly. Honestly. And here's the deal. So Post Malone is a huge Magic the Gathering. He plays it like he's yeah. big. He collects it. And the guys didn't do ridiculously rich. So, you know, 2.6 2 million. million? 2.6 million. That's the estimate. They're the... The total hasn't been released and won't be released, but that's what everyone is saying. It was $2.6 million. Well, that man, he going to be in a new tax bracket. Yes, he is. Heck yeah, he is. I thought that was crazy. That's wild. Unrelatable. I, I would have loved to have bought some of them cards. I've seen some of them. They're really cool. Yeah. They're really cool. Fun. I would love to get them. Yeah. Now I can Trevin, afford to buy packs, though. Trevin sent me a video this morning, and it was, what if Owen Wilson was Gandalf? Somebody sent me a... No, he sent Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. He sent it to me, too. So funny. Yeah, it was funny. I I giggled about it. Yeah. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda is developing a new musical adaptation of a classic movie. Okay which I love, called The Warriors. Warriors, come out and play. Have you ever watched the movie The Warriors? No. It's awesome. It's about a gang in New York, and someone is trying, can you dig it? It's trying to unite all the gangs, and the... Also, all these different gangs meet up and someone assassinates this guy and they frame the warriors. Mm -mm. So the warriors now have to make it back to their turf and they have to go through all these different gang turfs to get there. And each gang is an interesting name. They like, they all have like, like one's like all baseball and one's all I just can't go into it on this family thing. And there's like a DJ on the radio who's given like code out about how they have to, everybody, you know, let's get, let's, you know, beat up the warriors. Basically let's kill all the warriors. They want to, you know, but then it's found out that they were framed. Framed. Someone else tried to do it. So. Framed, yo. But it's going to be a musical. This feels very West Side story Esque. Oh no! This this is um, you. We should watch the movie and talk about okay. it. Okay. Am I going to think it's sad? Uh, no, it's not sad. Interesting thing is, is that PD says he knows that movie, so he is really excited that. Hey. Um. Yeah. If PD knows so, the movie, we have to watch it. 
I know. I love it. Nathan owns it, I'm sure. Hey, we'll get him to bring it on vacation. Yeah. All I can think about is this TV show that I told you about very, very two, year, two years ago. What? That was made by the creators of Adventure Time. Bravest Warriors. Oh, yeah. Bravest Warriors. Yeah. No, that's you not the anything warriors. like it. And then, that's hilarious. Then I did in my head and went, Bravest Warriors. That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I have one more vaguely comic book related news. Pop off. What is it? This has to do with Hulk Hogan. So, <laughs> okay. Listen to this. I did not know this. So Hulk Hogan, when he first started becoming known as Hulk Hogan in the early 80s, was sued by Marvel. Said you having the name Hulk? The name, you can't use Hulk in your name. That's copyright infringement, blah, blah, blah. So they reached a deal with him where they would get one-tenth of 1% one of everything he earned for 20 years. One-tenth of 1%. One percent, yeah. Yeah, so a tenth of a percent, right? A tenth of a percent. Point That's what one percent. Point one percent of everything he earned. Okay. So that lasted for 20 years. After, so that's then moved forward to 2000. And five, Hulk Hogan is now the WWE is really booming. It's crazy. And they're popping. No, yeah, they're popping off. And, and his agreement with Marvel is up. So Marvel says, uh, you can't use your name. And, and I, he's you like, told me I could if I did this and I completed the, my end of the deal. That's not right, my fault. But, now, but that contract's up. So now, you, now the contract's up. You have to renegotiate. So they wanted... 30% of no. all of his total earnings. That's what they took him to court for 30% of everything. Movies, that equaled no. 35, $35 million. That's not a cool. Like Disney and Marvel aren't making enough money. They, that no, they no, no, no. This was 2005. Pay. Okay. Disney wasn't involved. No. And at that point, Marvel had done some really bad stuff and they were, they at one point were in bankruptcy. But anyway, so what happens is. I Vince was ready McMahon, to be feisty pants. I know. Well, what happens is Vince McMahon, the owner of WWE, countersues Marvel because they're saying he can't use any old footage of Hulk Hogan at all. Mm -mm. And WWE won for the amount of $35 million. Good for them. So here's what Marvel said. Well, I'll tell you what, let's make a deal. Why don't we allow you to buy Hulk Hogan's name? For $35 million. And Hulk Hogan said, no, don't worry about that because it's in my contract that says at the end of this 20 years, they have to offer me my name for fair market value, which was $750,000. So Hulk Hogan paid them $750,000, got all the rights to his name back, and they still had to pay $35 million. $35 million. <laughs> he was. I was like, what? So that just came out on a podcast just recently. And I thought, that is crazy. So, yeah. Hulk, way to go, Hulk Hogan. I he wrestled handle, him to the mat. I can't handle what? stuff like it makes Ooh, stuff like that makes me feisty pants. I know. I get I feisty know. pants about it. Like, they don't have enough. Like, like who like, even thought fine? The Incredible Hulk with Hulk Hogan? Nobody, Nobody. thought that. I've Not never in my life person. thought that. And, I and like, Hulk was a word before. Hulking. Hulk Hogan. I'm yeah, sorry, you exactly. did not create a term. I know. So Sir. I think if he had come out in 
like green, all dressed in green, and has ripped his paint. He did rip his shirt off. But okay, but like he's the only he WWE sh- person that has ripped their shirt off. I know, I know. I'm just saying. Ooh, he did win. Good. So that was. Uh, I'm that glad was the because if he had lost, I would have been angry. I didn't have any other news worth talking about. Okay. Cool. Oh, really. Yeah. Right I just thought that was interesting. Cassandra Nova. I would be interested to see where that goes. I'm glad that we don't have uh, Adam Driver as a. Uh, that's Mr. Uh, Fantastic. Reed Richards. So anyway, that's yeah. funny. Um, what are you watching, Dad? So I have binged the last episode of Star Trek. I've watched it five times. The Is that musical the, the No Worries musical episode? No, it wasn't No Worries. What do you mean, No Worries? The video that you sent. Did you it watch like it? The, yeah, I watched it. I'm sorry. We appear to be. I appear to be singing. Yes. Yes. And I love that it started with Spock, and everyone is like, "Do you need med bay?" <laughs> yeah, and they're like, "Yes." It was so good. Okay, here's a here's a request. Can I watch what? that this next week? Absolutely. That would Absolutely. be fun to do. Maybe on a, like is, a rainy morning or something. It is so good. And there's one song where Spock sings called "The X." And he drops an octave. He goes low? Like an octave. Mm. Yes. It was so cool. I'm mm. like, whoa, it's like resonance or whatever. So the thing is, is that they're in this musical, they, they find a subspace rift and they're trying to send communications through it because it allows them to speed up communications, but they can't get anything to go through. So the, so the girl, the engineer who is played by, uh, have fun storming the castle. Yes. She says, well, have you thought about a song? Because harmonics travel different. Yeah. So um, Uhura picks a song. You're never going to guess. Never going to give sang, you up. You may have sang this as a solo in the musical when you were. Anything Goes? Yes, it was Anything Goes. They said Anything Goes. Oh, yes. what, a, what an iconic song. <laughs> she goes, well, let's see how they feel about the American songbook. Dun, 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 Yes, that's what anything, yeah, anything goes. And then what happens is it goes back at them and they get put into a musical reality. That's hysterical. So the interesting thing about a musical reality is, and this is what the security chief finds, he goes, this is a major security risk. And they're like, because Why? people are just going to sing whatever they're thinking or feeling at all points in time. Exactly. They like start like <laughs> they just start part, singing about sadness like they, or about like yes. this awful thing that could we could all potentially die. Yes. So the captain <laughs> is like, like it, the the captain uh, Captain Pike is in a relationship with another captain, and she calls in and and she's like. We need to have a private conversation. And he goes, a private conversation. And then they start singing back and forth. He goes, why are we doing this here in front of all these people? They just start pouring all their guts out and like everybody's listening. And finally the security officer turns it off and he goes, what just happened? He goes, she goes, I told you, this is a security security risk. risk. That's hysterical. That's hysterical. The best is, is that two Klingon ships are coming to blow it up because it is, it is dishonored them. Because they're singing? Yes. So at the end, they have to do this grand finale, basically, to shut it. And they're like, we need more voices. And he says, hail the Klingons. And he goes, 
And he goes, we're going to destroy it. And he goes, oh. and then they start singing, why you have to do this? Why don't I? It's like a boy band. The Klingons are dancing and singing. And, so and they're like, <laughs> it is so funny. Everything. So see, good. that's like the campy Star Wars vibes that are just so good. And like next gen. And But here's the deal, though. It has serious repercussions. Um, because at this point, Spock is in a relationship with uh, Nurse Chapel. Nurse Chapel. Oh, okay. And she basically says, um, no, I'm going off on this thing. Um, we're not going to be together. And that's, he sings this song called The X. I'm the X. And he's like, I thought that I could have, you know, basically work my emotions and feel this way, but I need to be just strictly logical. Mm. And from this point on, I assume he becomes the Spock we come to know. So, man. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, uh, I'm, you've watched, watched that, that so many times. I did finish uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion, and it was a letdown, I would say. Mm. It was not great. I think it could have been much better. I mean, it's just basically Nick Fury, and now you've got a super scrawl that has powers um, of all the superheroes. She's supposed to be good, but... I mean, is she question mark? It it just wasn't great. It could this could have been it could have been sick. Thing. And that's why I didn't. Thing. That's why I didn't watch it. I was worried it was just going to be garbage. It's not garbage, but it wasn't, was well acted and it was good. But the story was just poor. Not that great. Well, you can have great actors and it still be lame because the story is lame. Yeah. So. And like I said, I give up on the foundation. I didn't even watch it. So that's it. What about you? What are you doing? I'm writing down what I've been watching so that I remember it all. Um, okay. So I told you that I've been, I switched to podcasts um, for my commute. And then I switched to audiobooks because I got tired of hearing the same person's opinion over and over again. I know what your opinion is. I don't want to hear about it anymore. And so I decided to listen to audiobooks. And so I listened to the audiobook, the, uh, the narrative book that I told you about. Princess and then Bride. The, no, the um, Starless Sea. I listened to like a fiction book. Okay. And then I decided I like I liked podcasts for the nonfiction component. Maybe I should listen to nonfiction books. So I listened first to A Year of Less where a woman decides to do a year-long shopping ban where she can only buy consumables for herself or replace items that break in her okay. home. So she mm-hmm. ended up giving 70% of her belongings away and saved over 50% of her income every month. Wow. Through this like year of less. So that was very interesting just to like hear this person's year experiment mm-hmm. of doing that. And then... This is what I told you about a couple weekends ago. Okay, go ahead. Now you tell me, yeah. I listened to As You Wish, Inconceivable Tales from the Making of the Princess Bride by Carrie, who I need to watch. Listen to this. Oh, my goodness. It was so cool. It was... His like it was like an autobiography of like different stories from the making of the Princess Bride, and then it had excerpts in the book that were written by other people that were a part of the book. So other actors, actors, Billy Crystal, Robin Wright, um, the director, um, Rob Reiner, Mandy Patinkin, all of these different Mm -hmm. people, even um, the guy who wrote the book, okay, William. 
Morgan Stern? William? I have no idea. I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. Anyways, so all of these Anywho. people did it, and it was such a cool book. It was so, so fun to listen to. It was so interesting. I learned a lot. He broke his big toe on set driving Andre the Giant's ATV. Oh, nice. Because Andre the Giant Andre drank a lot. Yeah, he talked about (laughs) how Andre, when he went, yeah, he told a story about how when he and um, Andre went celebrating in New York City the day after it was aired, the film was aired, that there was a person that was following them around. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, anytime that I hang out around New York City, they have an undercover cop follow me around to make sure everything's okay. Because one time really? I accidentally fell down on top of somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I fell on top of somebody. Fell on top of Hilarious. somebody. Hilarious. That's call great. the police because he would have smushed them. No kidding. That is crazy. he's so tall. And so oh every place gosh. they went to, they would buy an undercover cop a drink and say, thank you, sir. And this undercover cop would just follow him around. Wow. Can I can't wait. I'm going to listen to it. Your job? So, where did you uh, listen to this on? Yeah, so I downloaded it on Libby. Okay, so for free from yeah. your local library. I listened to it for free. The book that I'm listening to, I listened to um, Chasing Vines by Beth Moore. Um, okay. I downloaded um, a book by Marie Kondo about um, like getting rid of some of your stuff because we live in a tiny little house and I might need mm-hmm. to purge some things. And I got a book of that just looked cute about Danish. Uh, like the little food? book, the little book of H Y G G E. Mainly just because I want to know how to how you say that word. Is Danish secrets eating? to happy living. Oh, I thought I had to do with food. I love cheese mm-hmm. Danishes. So I've been listening to books. I also nice. it is August, so school going back month. Um. My dear sweet husband has a couple TV shows that he likes to watch and that honestly I really enjoy, so I'm not complaining, um, that we watch at certain times during the year. So like mm-hmm. fall equals dad listening to The Hobbit on CD. All the time, yeah. Fall equals watching Over the Garden Wall in one sitting. Yeah, um, is that what you guys are doing? August back to school oh. is Gravity Falls. Gravity Falls, that's right. Yeah. So we are one season into Gravity Falls. That at? Um, we have it on DVD. Okay. So we're we watch the DVDs. Available on any streaming I think it's service? on Disney Plus. Okay. Um, not one hundred percent sure. Not one hundred percent sure. Um, it's phenomenal. It's so fun. We are rewatching it. This is our our third time rewatching it, and just knowing what we know, like we know the overarching plot line at this point, and there are just so many clues everywhere, and it's just gotcha. so interesting, um, to watch it again, and. I watched Trevin play a really quick game that he loves that has beautiful visuals and like music called mm-hmm. Ori in the Blind Forest. And you can, it's on the Switch if anybody wants okay. a fun game to play. It took him five hours to play it. Okay. So not a very long game, but it was awesome. It was beautiful to watch. The story is very, very tender. Okay. We've, I've done that and watched um, The Reds Lose. They've lost, yeah. like, uh, they were doing great, and now they've lost, so. I watched The Sounds anyway. Lose. That's a bummer. But we watched The Sounds Lose, and then we went to a restaurant, 
and we asked them, they didn't have menus. I'm, this is one thing that maybe this makes me old. I'm sad <laughs> that we don't get menus anymore. We just get little QR codes. We QR have to scan codes on that our you have phones. To scan. I'd like a menu, please. Yeah. Anyways, I'm I'm grown. Um, you go to that new fancy restaurant we went to in Lexington. It was delicious. We so we went to this restaurant. I'm down. I like a fancy, delicious restaurant. We went to this restaurant after the ball game, and they have two menus. They have a late night menu and a dinner menu. And we're sitting there, and we're like, well, I wonder which one. I wonder which menu we're supposed to be eating out of. And then yeah. our waiter finally came, and we asked, "When does the late night menu start?" And the guy looked at us and went, "Eleven. It was eight thirty. We were asking a man when the late night menu started at 8.30 p.m. And we all looked at each other like, oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, but he didn't have to throw attitude at you. <laughs> 11 p.m. <laughs> we're like, oh, no. It's oh, wow. 8.38. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't make I guess. Well, it is Nashville. They do stay open late. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, well. Yeah. But well, that's it. Funny. All right. Pull list? Well, let's do pull list. Yeah. Explain to everybody pull what this list. is, Anna. Okay. So Pops is going to share with us his pull list. A pull list, ooh, if you were a comic book collector, is the list that you give your local comic book shop of the books that you are reading and collecting. That way they can pull those books from their inventory and save them for you. That way you do not get holes in your collecting. So they have a nice little stack prepared for you. Um, what Dad does for us is he gets... He curates a pool list for us, dear sweet friends. He is <laughs> going go. to, you do. Um, he's going do, to share with yeah. us a, a DC book, a Marvel book, an independent book. So um, a smaller, I have some independent books right here. Image is an independent book. Boom Studios, IDW. Boom Studios is an independent book. Uh, Dynamite. Mm-hmm. I told Trevin that we talked about something epic and the seasons have teeth and then he can start collecting them for me. And so I oh, have my own little stack. So good. I'm excited. Um, to read I'll them. talk about that when we get there. Yeah. Sick. Okay. So he's going to share with us independence and then he's going to share with us a new number one. So if you want to start collecting and don't know where to start, um, then you can go into your local comic book shop and request this one specific book. That way you're not going to have any holes and you'll get the full story. And he's going to share with us his book of the week. That's funny you showed, uh, Hannah put up a picture of something epic. Um, I actually was asked by a friend of mine who does another podcast for uh, comics, what my top 10 books of the summer was, Ooh, individual issues, and uh, something epic issue three was one of them. So Really? <clears throat> I have, mm-hmm. how many is something epic going to be, do you think? Three. Oh, how many? I don't know. I don't know. It's so good. I'm trying um, so to anyway. see if I should just ask Trevin to just stop collecting it. But if it's your favorite book of the summer, are you then, reading it? No. Oh, you should start at the first one. I, I have all of them that have they're, come they're out re- yet. I was waiting for the seasons have teeth to get to four because I fin- figured it now. would just be four books. Yeah. Because I is. wanted to read them all at the same time. And so, I, I was going to do that for something them? epic too. No. Because I just okay. realized that I had all four. All right. Well, let me tell you what I've got here. So okay. I'll just go straight with my. Um, my book, uh, my DC book is mm. um, The Adventures of Superman John Kent, issue six. That's a lot of words. But this is basically a, the Superman book following Superman's son, John. And he has been trapped issue in the six? injustice issue six. 
And I think this might be the end of the series. I think they're going to restart it in as something else. But anyway, I like this because one of my favorite authors writes this is Tom Taylor, which is the same guy who wrote the Nightwing book we're going to talk about. Oh, fun. That was a fun yeah, book. Yeah, but this this is the Injustice. So if anybody has played the Injustice video game, that's where Superman goes uh, crazy because the Joker kills Lois Lane. And mm-hmm. then that's... Um, and matter of fact, at the very end of the Snyder Cut, there's a there's a hint that that's the injustice Superman. that Superman's gone crazy anyway. Yeah. So this is John, the son of Superman, is in that world, in that multiverse, and he confronts Superman at the end. And dun, um, dun. it's really good. Um, he gets yeah. I don't want to spoil it because it's a, a very good uh, run of six issues. Um, it's worth reading and pick it up okay, in trade right when it comes out. Exciting. Yeah. So I liked it. Um, my, uh, independent book is an image book called firepower. I've been collecting this for a while. This is issue 25. It just came out. Um, they had taken a little break and it came out. It's a double sized issue. Ooh, is it um, big, big, issue, big, it's and big, thick. it's big and thick. And Ooh. it's the, End slash start of a new direction. So this is by Robert Kirkman, the guy who create who created Walking Dead and Invincible. Bougie. Yeah. Um, and Both it's of those drawn are famous. By, drawn by the guy, Chris Samney, who did, who created and did Jonna and the Impossible And the Monsters. Impossible Monsters. You um, love that Monsters. book. I really love that. So the art's really good. And this follows a family of martial art it's a the guy a dad's a martial art who has the power the fire power in his fist and it's been passed on to his children and basically they're fighting this evil that has been released onto the world and this is sort of a regrouping we lost we've got to regroup and fight and this evil creature has gone and is destroying uh, like mm. chicago and so it's it's a good place to pick up to start okay and it's a good finish if you wanted to end so it's okay. interesting. Interesting. Yeah, so Chicago, mom, Chicago. Yeah, Chicago's been destroyed by a giant dragon. So man, at least it's not San Francisco. Um, they can't I know a San break. Francisco, they cannot catch a break. Ever. Can't catch a break. Um, we should do that. Just our, our top ten list of movies where San Francisco. San Francisco can't catch a break. Uh I mean, even I know my first three. one. I know my first one. What? San Andreas. What? San Andreas, that's pretty bad. I always <laughs> like the core. Because it always the, that part in the core when the uh, the the, uh, the sun beats through and melts the uh, yeah the Golden Gate Bridge, um, oh, yeah. um, Godzilla. Every Godzilla movie. Every Godzilla movie. In every the, like Star Trek States. movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Star Trek. Yeah. Anyway, like, stop. We we got to start doing this. Our top ten. Uh, San Francisco bites San Francisco it. San Francisco just bites it. Okay. Man, they so, do. They do. So this is um. Issue six of Doctor Strange. Okay. So they're getting ready to do something pretty interesting in Marvel. It's going to be this new series called Gods, where they're like all of the like celestial beings. Something's going to happen. It's so like be a big Zeus, deal. Hades. Not necessarily Zeus. We're talking like um, uh, Eternity, um, Ego, the living oh, planet. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, okay. Uh, I'm with you now. Like Lord's Chaos or whatever. So it's Mephisto. Lord's Chaos. 
there's chaos and there's anyway, anyway, anyway. So this has like overtones, like it might have something to do with that. Okay, um, cool. So what happens is this whole entire story is Dr. Strange living a life of like 5,000 years. That would be he awful. Been, he's been recruited by these, the three magical beings, magical gods, I guess, to fight a war for them. No. And he's like, I'm a doctor. I don't fight a war. But by the end of the 5,000 or however many years he's done this, um, and he never ages, uh, mm. by the end, he's become a war general. And they finally are, they're finally reaching a truce because the people that he's battling are scared to death of Dr. Strange. Mm. So the issue, the issue is, is that we're going to get, we're going to, they're like, they've reached a truce. And he's like, no, I can defeat them. They're about ready to fall. And he goes, no, we've reached a truce. This is going to be over. And part of the deal is, is that you have to die. That's the whole entire truce. But what we're going to do is we're going to take general strange and separate him from Dr. Strange, and you will never remember any of this. I'm a and they General send him Strange died. They send him back without his knowledge, with nothing. So he goes, basically, he never left. But he has this thing that he has had with him all his time that keeps that, that general inside the whole time. So I have a feeling. General Strange is going to pop out. Gonna be At an inopportune moment. You ain't going to want to mess with him because this guy has seen the horrors of war for 5,000 years. 5, he's fought. years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how far along you, it was. I would be praying for heaven. That's all I have. Yeah, because he used to he used to tell him, call me a doctor, call me a doctor. I'm a doctor. I'm not a general. And um, What do you do with a general when they stop being a general? Oh, my gosh. That's a well, great one. What do you do yeah. with a general? The War of the war. Seven Spheres, year 5,000. Oh, no. Um, no, ma'am. That's how many years he's fought. No, sir. Pass. So, yeah, so interesting. A lot of comics have had some spiritual overtones in them lately. It's a lot of them for the, for the bad, which we have been interesting. I've liked to that. just see. Yeah, but I'm like, why do you think that? You know, why do people think that? I, I wonder if, if like, in, the, in, an episode, in an, the last issue of The Hulk, there was an issue where they were in a church and it was creepy. And I was like, did the, was the person hurt by church? Or was the person, this is what the person thinks church is. I don't know Did they the answer. grow up with this thought? Yeah, I would love for that. But anyway, that brings me to my new number one. Okay. So this is an image book. It's called The Sacrificers. How do I spell that? Sacrifice, E-R-S, or R-S. Right on. This is, this is by a guy who writes called Rick Remender, and his books can get pretty wild. Like so, like he, vinyl wild, or he can do anything. Anything goes in his book. Right on. Goes. Okay, this is an, in a this is set in um an alien world, and he likes he in, in the back of the book he talked about how he loves David Lynch who did Twin Peaks and how his stories just he puts them out there and then you have to figure out what he's talking about. Hmm. So, but the underlining theme of this is these people give up one of their children every year as a sacrifice. And um, it's interesting. I'm vehemently shaking my head. No, 
I know, I know. And, or not necessarily a child. They give up someone in their family as a sacrifice. We don't know to what. We do know that there is a, a overlord, overking or something that, I don't know, still totally confused by the whole thing. Um, but the art is gorgeous. And I just want to see how this plays out and what this guy thinks about if there's like religious overtones. Um, and I'm going to continue to follow it. If what? there was, okay, so I, I just Googled it because I want to make sure I told you correctly. A book called Unwind by Neil Schusterman came out in 2007. I read it when I was in high school. And it is, you can be, you can be sent, it's like organ donation to the nth degree. You can send an entire person to be unwound. Oh, nice. All right. And that's. Oh, I remember that. I remember you reading that. Yeah. I I talked to you about that book because I had a lot of like thoughts and questions about it. Um, Mm -hmm. And there is a a radical religious group in that book where they literally send, they have 10 children and they send one of their child as a tithe to the unwind. We were going to do that with you guys, but we didn't. Bonkers. (laughs) I don't know. So that's like. Hmm. I have, yeah, I, have I want to know why people, yeah, exactly. I, there's a lot to be dealt to dive into there and I want to see where this goes. Yeah. So, but that brings me to my book of the week. <laughs> heavy. <laughs> heavy okay. right, book of the week. This book is really good. It's called, the book of the week. This is a DC black label book, which means it may not mean anything and it's oversized. So it's a big boy, not meaning thick, but actually wide, big, bigger than most. And it's called Superman, The Last Days of Lex Luthor. Um, it's written by Mark Wade and drawn by Brian Hitch, who are classic. They've done a lot. Mark Wade's a big, uh, big comic book guy. Mm. And so what happens is Lex Luthor is dying, and he basically sets Superman up to where he has to help Lex Luthor find a cure for Lex Luthor. No. And because... Because you have to, because you're Superman. Even though, no matter what I've done, no. he's trying to he's trying to persuade public opinion on this is the guy that you hold up as a hero, and he's going to help save the worst person in the world. So, um, and he does it all. He sets Superman up for it all Man, on streaming live. Blah blah. That blah. makes me Superman's so mad like, because he has to help save you, but he can't save he can't save every single person on the face of the planet. But he has to come save right. you. So he's going to try to help save uh, Lex no. Luthor. I just, but the cool thing about it is, is it's back and forth between Their Lex Luthor and you no know, Lex and uh, Clark as kids growing up in Smallville. They retconned that a long time ago, where they like That's in dumb. Smallville the show. No, it's not. I mean, it's pretty interesting. It's it's pretty cool. The um, you know, the Lex Luthor Clark Kent dynamics in high school. Versus what's going on now. So does he um, it's, not know that Superman is Clark Kent? No, uh, no. They grew up together. Un- unlike Jimmy, unlike his... Jimmy Kimmel in the the Batman <laughs> that that video. Do you remember that? Yes, that's hilarious. Silly Willie, man, that's anyway. silly. You grew up with some. You think okay, you you think that a person that I grew up with is a superhero. And I become their arch nemesis and they take their glasses off that I'm not going to know who they are. If Gabe comes up to me and is like, I am a superhero and you are a supervillain, takes glasses off. Oh no, who are you? <laughs> Way to you're go, not Gabe. my you friend. Shout out because you're a villain. 
No, bum, I bum, was the bum. villain in this one. Oh, you're the villain. Oh, you're yeah. the villain. I'm not making She's Gabe. a villainess. I'm not making Gabe a supervillain. He gets to be Gabe a superhero. Hero. But you know what I mean? Right. Because they take the glasses off and they're like, Clark Kent, who are you? Superman. I know. Clark Kent. I, I'm is just his, saying, that's silly, Lily. secret identity. So, Clark yeah, Kent Clark is Kent his is identity. his secret identity. We had a conversation about that. I know. But anyway, that's it. There we go. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So let's do let's do the comic book real quick. Okay. Okay. I loved so, it, Dad. Huh? You so we talked yeah, about Hannah, this book when it was coming out, didn't we? Yeah, I loved it. So Hannah and I read the I think it's called Leap into the Light. I'll it look is it up. a trade um of uh Nightwing. Oh gosh. Nightwing <laughs> leaping into the Light. You were right. Leaping into the Light. It's written by Tom Taylor. And Tom Taylor took over the book at around issue 80 or 70 something. I don't know exactly what. Um, before that, uh, which is interesting because he alludes to this in the comic, which I'm sure Hannah didn't get. Uh, before that, um, Dick Grayson was shot in the head and he forgot who he was. He became Rick Grayson, a cab driver. Silly. It was dumb. It was dumb. But they Silly. allude to that. Because some boys get ready to harm a dog. And he says, don't do that because they may forget who they are and start driving a cab. He says that in the book, which is fun. So this is like the first six or seven issues of Nightwing by Tom Taylor. And it is amazing. The art is beautiful. The art is so, the colors are beautiful. The colorway, his, his sticks Yes, are so cool. Ponds or clubs or whatever. Yeah. He so will, Hannah, explain explain what this uh, what's the story. So Nightwing is not in Gotham. He's in Bloodstone, Bloodhaven. Blood Bloodhaven. That's the town that Nightwing is in. Which yes. is a generic city. Correct. With a generic that's, that's, kingpin. Whose name bad is guy. <laughs> I can't <laughs> I'm like Kingpin? Oh no, wrong, wrong. <laughs> Wrong, but Wrong. it is Kingpin. Yeah, it is, but it's not. It's yes. Kingpin. Sorry, it's not sorry, Kingpin. DC. I don't know what his name is. It's like colossal. It's like a a name it's for not. a big it's guy. Not. Hold on, I I knew it until you mentioned it. <laughs> it felt very. Kingpin. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, I can't believe I can't remember his flipping name. Oh well, anyway, I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, blockbuster. Blockbuster. Gosh, how could I forget Blockbuster? Yes, it's Blockbuster's so lame. It's not lame. Okay. Anyway, yeah, he's like king, he's Kingpin. Right? He's Kingpin. Basically. Right, but he's he's not heavy like Kingpin. He's big. Anyway, go ahead and tell tell the story. Um, so he's he's, in and he's got long hair. He's got long flowing white hair. Blockbuster does not not Nightwing. Blockbuster, Blockbuster does. does. Um, so yeah. Nightwing is a child he's the protector of Bloodhaven. He's the protector of Bloodhaven. He is a child of Bruce Wayne, an adopted child of Bruce Wayne. He's Robin-esque, if he you will. He is Robin. The original yeah, The Robin. OG Robin. But he's not the right now Robin, because right now Robin comes and helps him with the youths. Actually, no. That's not the right now Robin that comes and helps him with the youths. Who's That's the that? previous Robin than the right now Robin. Well. Tim Drake comes and help him, who I think is my favorite Robin. Damian Wayne is the current Robin. I know there are a lot of Robins. Well, so he, he, and then Barbara Gordon is his friend, Oracle. 
Babs. Yes. They're in love. Batgirl. He's the original. She's the original Batgirl. They're in love. Love Hannah. Anyway, That's something should, that I tell should. Trevin if I think two characters are cute or flirting with each other. I go, hey, Trevin. He goes, guess, guess what? And he's like, what, Hannah? I'm like, they're in love. Yeah. <laughs> like, but they are. Babs and Nightwing are in love. You should read the next set of books. Anyway. Are they ahead. not in love? Oh, 100%. Okay, good. I wanted them to be in love. They were so yeah. cutie patootie together. I know. Okay, so he gets a lot of money from Alfred. He inherits money from Alfred. Billions of dollars. Billions of dollars. Not millions, billions. He inherits billions of dollars from Alfred. And it's like, what am I going to do with this money? And in the meantime, we got... got, uh, (laughs) A villain stealing people's hearts. We got Heartless stealing people's hearts. We got uh, Kingpin Light up in here trying to take over the city. <laughs> Kingpin Light. <laughs> we got. And you've got. We got a new mayor, who's his half sister? Question mark. Hundred percent. That came out of nowhere. Um, Absolutely did. Who is good? Question mark or bad? Question mark. We don't know. Um, Not in this one. We don't. Yeah. And he at the very end just like introduces himself and is like. Be kind of being like, I'm the new Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna start this organization for like orphaned children because but I he's was not an a orphan punk children. like Bruce Wayne. No, he's not. He's cute. No. He's, he's sweet. The Alfred Pennyworth Foundation. Yeah. To, and yeah. they're like, we're gonna start with home. We're gonna start by building shelter. We're gonna start by building homes for them. And they're like, yeah. why is that? Why not other programs? No, 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 no. And he's like, because it's getting cold out. Yeah, because it's getting cold out. We need places to stay. They need a place. He's basically to stay. like. Yeah, yeah. So this was one of my favorite panels. What? Oh, when they're all going up in Babs. Yeah, Hannah is showing a picture of of all of of him in all Nightwing, of his different uniforms. His different and uniforms. Alfred holding his little holding his little yeah the cape up, thing. climbing up the side of a building like in the nineteen sixties seventies Batman and Robin when they climb up the the side of the wall. Um, and he adopts a dog and names her Haley. Haley, who then becomes known as to everyone else calls her Bitewing. Yeah, Bitewing. But he's like, <laughs> no, her name is Haley. Yeah, I really Haley's loved when he breaks into the house and then they they take his mask off and they can't say he can't like they can't hear from him anymore. Yeah. And then he's like, Oh, you're gonna need to put that back on. Just give me just a second. Will you put that back on my face? And yeah, they put it back put on his mask. face, and he's like, yeah. "You all don't need to come rescue me. I'm okay. You can send back the rescue party." And then they like call like, and then it's like it's like eight people that, are, and like Batman yeah. is one of them. Starfire is one of them. Yes, the Flash. Like everybody's headed to save him. Everyone's like, "We're gonna get after- him." And they're like, you better give me that back. So or there's going to be an awful lot of people here. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> so did you notice in one of the panels that Barbara is wearing a T-shirt, which is the meme of Batman smacking Robin across the face? No. That's yes. hysterical. When was that? It was in, the, it was in there, um, like towards close towards the end. When she's with him wearing a t-shirt with Tim Drake, it might have been the one where they rescue him after he's been fallen. So that's one of the this artist does put some really cool t-shirts on them throughout this uh, run that he does. This, yeah. yeah, 
this, this, I found the panel where they're talking about it. So he's talking, he says, I need my mask. And then the, his sister, his half sister says, I think your secret identity might be blown by now. It's not that he says, I have to stop something. Yes. <laughs> Oracle Nightwing. Are you okay? I'm okay. Call off whatever rescue is about to take place. They attacked you. They defended themselves from a masked man who broke into their home. And there's like, oh, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> sure, when you put it that way. <laughs> yes. Barbara Gordon is amazing <laughs> in this, by the way. She's fire in this, man. Yeah, they try to, like, arrest him for something. Yeah. And she's like, and they're like, we're both lawyers. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. Don't, drama. Don't yeah. So this really sets up the next couple story arcs in Nightwing, which have been fantastic. And I just wanted you to read it because I think uh, people would love it. The art is gorgeous. It was really fun. I was ready to not enjoy it. Really? Because, well, Batman comics can lean, at least the newer ones, can lean more on the darker side and like be pretty Mm -hmm. heavy. This was like, it was very sweet. There was this one, there was a period of time where he was trying to decide what to do with his money. And then he went to... Like Superman. all of these different people that he loves and he went and he talked to Superman and he talked to Batman and he talked to, he talked to specialists and he talked to all of these different people about trying to Do figure out. Do you like how out. Superman said, I'm going to go away for a while and I really need you to be there for my son? He said yeah. that to him. Where's he going? And, that, and well, he went to a place called War World. It's, and then we actually talked about the comic book where, Nightwing and John Kent were together for two episodes. It was a crossover. We talked about that on the podcast a long time ago. So, yeah. Yeah, I might have to go away for a while. A lot will fall to my son, John. It would mean it would mean a lot if you could give him some guidance and some friendship. Of course, if you think I can help. Yeah. Very sweet. So, Nightwing is just... This book has been one of my favorite books it's for a long so time. It's so clever. It's beautifully drawn. It's beautifully colored. I love... There was the scene where his his half-sister's mother was telling yes. a story about her past and Nightwing's past, uh, Dick's right. past, mm-hmm. and the color changed. Yeah, it was like different. It went, it went to old-school style, like, comic book panel. yeah. Yeah, is what the like the color feel felt like, which was very interesting and really cool. Um, I love the weird little like random little oh, yeah, the little things like this where they just, just show the like box. four little panels of him doing like something that happened yes. four or five different times, mm-hmm. and it was just like him using very like clever. a batarang or like things yes. like that it was just really clever and just like fun, yeah. like kitschy and funny. Very clever, very pretty uh, to look at. Yes. The color again, the colorway is very beautiful. It was just fun. All right. So listen, if you guys want to read this right now, it's currently for free on the Kindle app. Kindle Unlimited. Amazon Prime. Huh? I'd have Kindle Unlimited to download it. Oh, I didn't. Is it for free on Prime too? Maybe it just doesn't show me that anymore because I have Kindle Unlimited. And so all of the things that are available in Prime are available for Kindle Unlimited. No, it was free. It was Sick. free for me. Good. I'm glad. On Kindle on, uh, yeah, on, on Amazon Prime through the Kindle app. And I would suggest you guys go back and read it. And then continue reading it because it gets even better. It was really fun. Um, yeah, it's really good. Fantastic so, characters. I, I think it would be cool, and I don't know if they do this. I think it would be cool if they had every single, like, one of Bat children help him at some point. They what did that? you think about the what do you think about the uh 
uh, family text thread. That was hysterical. Yes, every hysterical. bad person has is on there, and Cassie loves emojis. It made me think of when we read the webtoon comic. Yeah, very similar to that. It has same a same vibes. A, yeah, but, but that, that's more of PG. That's more of like yeah. G to PG. This I would say is more PG to PG thirteen. PG thirteen. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So pick it up, guys. And it was fun. Now, before we <laughs> run out of time, we're going to talk about the best Barbie movie ever made. Yes. And we're Hashtag not talking fat. about that make is going to make a billion dollars. Not Ugh. that one, because that's what they're saying is going to make a billion bucks. We're talking about Barbie, the princess and the pauper. Excuse you. Barbie out, as the princess and the pauper. Oh, it's called as the princess and the pauper? Well, yeah, because Barbie is both the princess and the pauper in the, in the movie. I got you. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, not She yeah, is. so. Okay, what She just has brown hair. This, this movie came out in 2004. So it's almost 20 years old, Hannah. Can you believe it? That's crazy. Yes, things. I actually um, can believe that. I found it for free on YouTube. The quality wasn't the best, but it was for free. Um, I has the have the DVD. Mm-hmm. It's one of my so, 17 DVDs. Barbie, <laughs> this Barbie is, the Princess and the Popper. This is an animated, it's like digital animation, you would say? It's, early it's straight to computer. DVD Barbie, early 2000s Barbie movie. Beautiful. So they had Barbie Fairytopia, Barbie Mary Posa, Barbie Rapunzel, Barbie the Island Princess, Barbie um, the Twelve Dancing Princesses, Barbie Swan Lake. This is 75% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was, it was good. 7 out of 10 on IMDb. So. What do you think of it? I want to know what you thought. Okay, so watching this now, first of all, Martin Short as the voice of the bad guy completely took me out. He goes like way out. I mean, he really does it up. It was funny. Um, The the um, so this is the Princess and the Popper story. Yeah, it's a retelling of the Princess and the Popper, but Mark Twain story, uh, right? Where they switch places. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so the animation is not good. I mean, but it's 20 years ago and they just started doing, and I watched it grainy on YouTube. It's not very bad if you own it or download it. Okay, good, good. Um, But I tell you what struck me the most of this was, um, who am I? Yeah. I want, this is who I am. This is who I want to be. This is what I feel I am, and you're not allowing me to be that. Yeah. So that goes with, like, uh, Barbie wants to marry the, – the princess wants to marry her – now, that's Annalise. in and of itself. So there's okay, Annalise that, and there's Erica. Annalise is the princess, and the other one, what's her name? Erica is an indentured servant at Madame Carp's yeah, what dress emporium. Yeah, what is that? She's a slave, basically. <laughs> I was like, what? If I want to have my breakfast hot, Madame Carp will make me pay. And I have to fetch the eggs. And it's a musical. And it's a musical. <laughs> I know all of the songs. So the whole thing about... Um, we got to move, move, move. About, about them not being able to do what they want to do and be who they want to be. Yeah. And so at the end of the movie, when it has a good happy ending, I was impressed that Erica chose... 
not too. I thought oh, she's going to immediately marry this guy. Mm-hmm. She's like, uh-uh. she was like, this is my dream. My entire life has been to go sing. Yeah, I'm going to go see if I can go do sing. it. I'm going to go do it. And, and it was marry a king or go, go be a singer. Girly Pop was like, I've always wanted to be a singer. We're going to see how that goes. And that's what she did. And I was like, well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Guess what? She comes back and marries him. At the well, end. I but mean, anyway. If, mm-hmm. if you love him and he's a king. Even, even the king wasn't himself. No. He was pretending yeah. to be someone else as well. To get to know and someone's the, true nature. And the cat uh, is one to be a dog. Yeah. Meow. Meow. Whatever the heck his name was. What was his name? Uh, Wolfie. Wolfie. Wolfie yeah. and Serafina. Serafina. And then there's that mean looking duck poodle dog. Yeah, poodle dog. I don't know his name, but he's got a gold tooth. Yeah, uh, Midas. They called him Midas because he has okay. a gold tooth. Yeah, gold tooth. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it is. Um, yeah. I so think this movie. A lot movie, of songs that were really good. They're, yes. Yes. Um, the the um oh uh, man the song the that dog, the thing the yes cat. the thing that I want to, I, the thing that had to be mentioned was the the cat's meow song that Erica sings when she's in the castle to her her cat Wolfie because he's pretending like he's going to be a regular cat when he's a dogish cat is that's right. like what his character is like and she sings a song to him about how. Him being just the way he is is exactly all she needs him to be. And right. this, when when you bought this DVD for me when I was a child, the DVD came with a DVD and it came with a CD of all of the songs from the musical. And Cat's Meow was on the summer CD one year from That's Barbie hilarious. is Princess. I remember Power. that. Yes. I loved that song. Yes. Yeah. That's funny. I mean, so... Yeah, and okay, so here's a couple things that creeped me out about okay. the movie now that I'm watching it as an adult. First of okay. all, uh, the the king is creeping into her bedroom. <laughs> Did you catch that? He, he was, yeah. Yeah, he that's completely wrong. He noticed that she was indisposed and left. Was she in the tub? I mean, at that point, she was dressed playing fetch with the dog. Okay. To me, all I was like, don't go in there. She she ain't got her wig on. <laughs> yeah, ain't got that's her wig what it got on. me funny. when I was a kid. I was like, He's and I was like, oh. Okay, and then the next part is the princess falling in love with her, the Dude. person that who's been teaching her. Like, I'm hot for teacher. I think they're that the same weird. age. They look like they're the same I age. Know. They do look the same age. But why is somebody the same age teaching being a, you? Being everything? her tutor. I don't know, Dad. Anyway, those are things that were weird. Uh, the yeah. two goofy henchmen. Were hysterical they, they were terrible did you get in the on the youtube did you get the like bloopers at the end oh yes that was funny isn't that funny actually the the blooper they did do bloopers do you remember and when they, they started did, doing that with like with the you know with like, the animated oh, yeah. and i was like they're real yeah. people <laughs> yeah, yeah they were animated but it was so funny yeah. and they though those guys like ran past their mark on the scene and he's like oh i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so Funny. why is this movie so uh why is this the best Barbie movie of all time? Maybe? I think that the music is very beautiful. And I I was I was talking to you about like the problem, the main problem I was having with like the Margot Robbie Barbie movie that just came out. And I think this is the reason this movie really illustrates why. 
like so much of this movie was about the two, like the two Barbies in it, Erica and Annalise, like coming up with their own solutions to problems and being there for their friends and figuring out what they wanted to do and going and doing it and like figuring out solutions to problems that required creative thinking, whether that's, uh, and they did absolutely like cat ghost to geodes. Like there was a lot that was going on there and it was about like stepping into like your own, like independence and power through that. Um, She was the one who knew that it was uh, iron and it was fool's gold. Yeah. Iron pyrite. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But anyway, keep going. Yeah. And I thought, I think that's, I think that's very beautiful. I think that that's a wonderful thing for girls to learn that they can. But the other Barbie, but the new Barbie movie. The new Barbie movie to me was to have power is to make other people subordinate to you. Oh, well, Okay. And I think it was supposed to be like a clever, like satire on current culture. And it just made me. Well, I mean, it was Greta Gerwig, right? So, yeah, it just made me, cause that's not what, that's not what the Barbie I grew up watching in movies did. And it made me sad. I understand. I got you. But this movie is the best Barbie movie and you should go watch it. I wept uncontrollably five separate times. Um, just because it's just so it's a sweet movie to me. It was it came like I watched it when I was nine, ten, eleven, twelve, which is such like a pivotal time of like young women mm-hmm. and girls like figuring out what they like and who they are and yeah. how they're gonna act and are people gonna like me and do I like me and stuff like that. So it was very I mean, it was a very sweet movie for me in my childhood. And it's good. And I think any <laughs> young child would have fun with it. I mean, I mean they they do it's they not do some scary. Mm-mm. There's some minor, very like, minor, like very minor, it's like G. kidnapping and stuff. Yeah, but it, no one was ever. It's no one was ever in harm. Yeah, right. They were. Yeah, well, they thought they thought they were going to be in harm. They put them in the in that uh, in the cave. Yeah, the mine. The mine. But then Barbie was like, "Wait a minute, the water will float us up." Yeah, Barbie. What the smart Barbie? Yeah. Well. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Coming up with clever solutions. Yeah. I uh, and I Erica somebody... singing and escaping from prison. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Put, lulling the guy to sleep. Lulling the guy to sleep. Yeah. Escaping from and prison. Taking his keys, escaping from prison. A thing that is very funny and that that is very funny is were you... And that was like true about like people that grew up in like the early 2000s. If you had... If you were sisters... Were you the purple sister or were you the pink sister? What are you talking about? Is the, that, that that's like that's like a joke? Like, did you have? Were you the person that got the purple stuff? So you were, or the, were you the person you were the that pink got the pink and stuff? Miriam I was, was the, the pink, and Miriam was the purple. We literally had pink and purple sheets at one point, and then it changed to yellow and green. Um, yeah. And Erica and Annalise, one is pink, and one is blue slash purple. Well, I didn't realize that. Which I don't is know, I guess I very very funny. That's funny. Because they wear the same same colors. And I literally was like, purple. There's the purple girl. That's so funny. That's great. And I enjoyed it. I thought it, it was did fun. Did you really? Yeah, it was fun. I put it on while I was working on some mosaics. And I sang along with some of the songs. I had oh. to re- rewind a couple parts. Um, I thought, so there's some really famous voice actors that um, are did voice these. Uh, most of them are Canadian voice actors. But like... 
the guy who was uh, uh, Goku off of uh, Dragon Balls, I think. Really? Um, is is one of them. And, of course, Martin Short. You can definitely tell it's him. You can. I was... I, he really plays it up. I was just looking at the like the cast mm-hmm. to see if... Because mm-hmm. I was curious if the same person played Annalise and Erica. They weren't. Because, because their voices were very similar, but... And right. I wanted to know if they were played by the same person. And then I saw Martin Short's face and I was like, Martin Short. And then I looked at it and it was Previn Prevenger? Prevenger. Prevenger. Prevenger is the bad guy. The bad guy. The villain of who the has thing. an I one of the most iconic villain songs in any Barbie movie. Like, let's be How real. Did what did he say? What's he say? Uh it's a momentary setback. Oh yes. Momentary <laughs> yes. loss. How it could I remind, when I when he started singing, I automatically went to Prince of Egypt. <laughs> Honestly, I deliver did. us. I, yeah, but Raw. <laughs> I don't know any other names. That's the only one I know. Name is Raw. <laughs> By the power of Raw. <laughs> so anyway, we give it five two thousand and fours. Yes, Barbies. Uh, five headless Hi-key. kids. Five headless kids, Dad. Uh, the girls never. had a Ken doll that didn't have a head. Barbie we would never. Ken. We yeah. had a and we had a doll that hair like was a Ken doll whose hair was literally hair, and yeah, we called him was... Harrison because we hated him. <laughs> Harrison, because <laughs> he had actual hair. That's and we thought he was so ugly. We'll give him oh, God. give it five Harrisons. Yeah, but it was a good movie, so don't give it back. No, yeah, things. you're right. Uh. Ooh, five matching pairs of Barbie shoes. I was getting ready to say Barbie shoes. I really was. Matching pairs. Go. because Matching pairs. Yeah, we all know we ain't got any of them. No, because they're so a, all like treasure. two different shoes. <laughs> you just dig for them. I found a pair. It's like, that's not fool's gold right there. That's the real thing. That's the real thing. Bonafide. Bonafide. Right. Well, guys, thank you for hanging with us. Yes. And touching a little bit of our... Uh, Hannah's nostalgia. childhood nostalgia. We really suggest you go watch it, rent it, or just watch it on YouTube. Uh, your yeah. kids would love it. The little ones, especially young girls. I'm sorry. I know that may sound sexist, but it's no, true. it's not. It was. It was very. I think mom would say this for sure. She loved that I loved this movie, and she loved yeah. that I specifically loved the cat dog song. Like yeah, we've had conversations about that in my adulthood that this was a very beautiful story for me specifically to like all of the things that you said to like right. learn who I was and what I wanted to be and what I wanted to do. And yeah. Sweet. Right. Tinder. Tinder. There you ah. go. You could have that same reaction with your child in could. 20 years. And then in 20 years you watch it and cry. There you go. Or not. Anna. I'm a person that cries. Yes. Okay. Friends. Thanks for hanging with us. We're so thankful for you um, for hanging in our little corner of the interwebs. Hey, what was like? Oh, end real. Hey, our music is made by. <laughs> sorry, I like went blank. I was like, "What hey, are we?" By Brockwell Nelson, who just had new photos taken. Who had new photos taken? They're fire. You should follow him at Brockwell Nason Music on Instagram. He performs often, often in yep. the Nashville area. We are going to be going to one in September. It's going to be a blast. Um, so hang out on his Instagram page and figure out when he's performing and go catch a show. Um, my dear, sweet little brother created the art for us. He made it in Microsoft paint. He is a legend and icon and stellar. Thanks for doing that for us, bud. 
Dad maintains our YouTube and I'm a couple uh, episodes behind web page, and I manage editing and uploading the podcast. Yeah, yay! We're so glad you guys could join us in our little edge edge end corner of the interwebs. Mm-hmm. And until next time, we will catch, catch you on, you the, on the flippity flop. Bye, friends. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>